really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics and AlmostHeavenAthletics.com. Here today to bring you our preview of the 2018 Camping World Bowl. Uh, joining me as always is my co-host, Stephen Vestal. What's going on today, Stephen? Not a whole lot, man. How's it going today? Uh, doing pretty good. Hoping to see a Mountaineer win in this bowl game go out the right way to end uh, 2018. Absolutely, brother. All right, so having said that, the uh, Camping World Bowl will be played in Orlando, Florida, 5.15 p.m. on ESPN. West Virginia coming into the game at 8-3, and 6-3 and three in the conference, taking on Syracuse, who's 9-3, and 6-2 and two in their conference. So, uh, good matchup. First mat- ranked matchup of the bowl season. Uh, West Virginia's ranked number 15 in the AP poll, number 16 in the college football playoffs. Syracuse is number 17 in the AP, number 20 in the college football playoff. So not only a ranked matchup, but a top 20 ranked matchup. Um, what's your opening thoughts on this game, Stephen? Uh, I'm just anxious to see how uh, Jack Allison responds to everything, how Trey Lowe, uh how he responds to everything as well. Um, honestly, can't wait to see uh, David Seals tonight, see how he does, because he seems to be pretty uh, amped up about this game. I think it's just, for me, it's, Looking ahead to our future and seeing how our team looks uh, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's a great, uh, great preview of the future, and uh, some, you know the future kind of starts now in this bowl game for West Virginia. You know, um, as you mentioned, Jack Allison's going to get to play. Um, as everybody knows by now, Will Greer's not playing in this game. Yadnika Just is not playing in this game. Gary Jennings is not playing in this game, and Dylan Tonkery's not playing in this game. The latter two of those, uh, Gary Jennings and Dylan Tonkery, mainly because of injury concerns, and then uh, Kajust and Greer mainly for their NFL draft uh, status to try and uh, pre- have more prep time to get ready for that draft and the combine and the senior bowl and things like that. And then, But also it came out um, this past week that Syracuse will also be without a couple players. They'll be missing their defensive tackle, McKinley Williams, but more importantly, they're going to be missing their defensive end, Alton Robinson. And that's big because he is has 10 sacks, which was second in the ACC, and also 17 tackles for a loss, which was third in the conference. So those are numbers uh, almost comparable to what um, David Long did. David Long had uh, two more tackles for a loss and one more sack. So uh, Alton Robinson's kind of like the heart of this Syracuse defense and the one that provides a lot of pressure. So um, them missing him, do you think that's going to hurt their defensive uh, game plan any? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I honestly, <laughs> I didn't know that until you just mentioned it. So that's mm-hmm. that's news to me. That's actually huge uh, that you say that. Uh, that's if I'm correct. That's who Kelby Wickline would have been, you know, going up against on his side as he's filling in for Yadik Adjust. Am I correct? I, be- I believe so. And and you know the the with. With him playing, it would have probably been a situation where West Virginia would have had to try and double-team him, so that really uh, changes things for the West Virginia offense as well, probably the offensive line's game plan. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's what I'm saying. That, that makes all the difference in the world having him out. So that, that kind of even things out on that side, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely huge. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to help a lot, especially, uh, uh, you know, Jack Allison and uh, Trey Lowe, if he gets to play like it's been uh, like it's been reported that he's going to as well, you know, getting their first uh, action, extensive action in college, um, hopefully will take off some of the pressure on them not having to uh, be rushed from that uh, side from Alton Robinson. You know, Syracuse is still going to bring pressure. They're a blitz-oriented team, but – uh, not having Alton Robinson really uh, hurts them because they're going to have to bring blitzers to uh, get some of that pressure rather than just getting it off the defensive line now. So that's going to uh, give West Virginia some opportunities and some one-on-one matchups in the pass game probably. But, um, you know, you got two teams in kind of different places um, in this bowl game. Uh, West Virginia's coming off, you know, back-to-back losses at the end of the season. Uh, Syracuse, meanwhile, this will be their first bowl game since 2013. And they're seeking their first 10-win season since 2001. And it would be the seventh 10-win uh, season in school history for Syracuse, though. So Syracuse is definitely motivated. Um, what do you think about the two teams' motivations heading into this game? Do you think West Virginia is ready to play this game, too? Um, I, I honestly believe so. I think they will be ready to play. I think the Syracuse is coming in with a lot of momentum. Uh, they played some really good ball this year. They played Clemson really close, as I mentioned on the last show. Uh, mm-hmm. They've played... They they lost a pretty questionable game against Pitt, and they had a really bad loss against Notre Dame. But other than that, I thought they played really really good ball uh, this year. Um, I think their motivation probably may be a little bit higher than West Virginia, but I still think West Virginia. Uh, I think the guys on the team feel like they have a lot to prove, especially these younger guys that are getting a chance to play for the first time. Uh, I think they're you know want to come out and prove something as well. So I don't know. I, Syracuse maybe have that edge in momentum, but I think West Virginia still uh, has a good chance to come out and show that they've got something as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think that, you know, Syracuse is obviously going to be motivated, ready to play this game. You know, first bowl game in five years. They're probably uh, excited about it. But I think West Virginia is going to be more motivated than people are giving them credit for as well. Um, West Virginia is trying to avoid a third straight bowl loss. Um, They've lost to Syracuse three consecutive games, uh, last time being in a bowl game as well. So, not only are they wanting to uh, get a bowl win, and they're wanting to get some revenge on Syracuse, as well as you know the youngsters trying to make a name for themselves, like you mentioned. Just as well, the seniors are also trying to go out on a high note. The seniors that will uh, be playing in this game are definitely trying to end their careers on a high note and get kind of that bad taste out of their mouth that was left by the final two games of the regular season, You know, which arguably they feel like they probably should have won. Yeah, absolutely. And also, we we have – Lost, I'm pretty sure. I know the last two games against Syracuse, and I might, I think it might be the last three games. So I think that might be a little bit of motivation factor for our guys as well. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. They are, they're overdue to beat Syracuse. You know, the past, like you said, three games haven't gone their way. So hopefully they can uh, ch- change that trend in this one. But um, this will be West Virginia's 13th bowl game in the state of Florida. And actually, you know, Florida has not been too kind to West Virginia when it comes to bowl games. West Virginia is two and ten in those twelve game bowl games in Florida, but they're one and one under Dana Holgerson. So um, hopefully, they can get to a, a winning record under Dana Holgerson in the state of Florida for bowl games at least. But you know, this game's going to feature two high-powered offenses. Um, Syracuse is averaging forty-one points per game, and they're getting off eighty-three-plus uh, plays per game, which is n- number one among all Power Five teams run at a faster pace than any other Big 12 team. Both teams have top 20 total offenses. Both teams have top 10 scoring offenses. Um, are you expecting to see a, kind of a shootout in this game, even though West Virginia is missing some of the players on their offense? 
Uh, I think a little bit so, yeah. I think our offense has still got a, a lot of firepower, even though we're missing some key guys. Uh, and I don't, like I've, we've seen before, I don't think Jack Allison's a bad quarterback. I, mean, I know it's different, you know, coming into a full game versus, you know, the end of a game where you're already leading by a blowout. Uh, but I still think West Virginia has a really good offense uh, with re- the receivers that we do have and, the, you know, our running backs. Kennedy McCoy's a really good running back. So I don't think it's going to be just, you know, as much as a shootout as what, you know, we've seen against Oklahoma. But I, I do think that it's going to be somewhat of a shootout tonight. Absolutely. I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be, um, you know, maybe not as high scoring as people expect, but I think that both teams' offenses will uh, score some points and gain some yardage. You know, West Virginia's coming into this game having scored 40 or more points in five straight games and have over 500 total yards in five straight games, which is the first time they've ever done that under Dana Holgerson. So the offense is really clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces in that. Even when you take out Greer and, and Kajust and Jennings, you know, all these other guys have still been playing in those games, uh, virtually all of them aside from the quarterbacks, really. So uh, I think West Virginia is still going to be um, have, have a good chance to have a, a good offensive performance in this game. Um, speaking of Syracuse's offense, you know, um, they have eight games of 40-plus points, and they have five games of 50-plus points. Um, you know, their biggest key player for them, of course, is the quarterback, Eric Dungy. He's a senior. He's six foot four, 230 pounds, big body. Uh, kind of, if I had to compare him to somebody, I'd probably compare him to Sam Ellinger. But he has over 2,500 passing yards, over 700 rushing yards, one of only two quarterbacks to do that in the country this year, the other being Kyler Murray. 17 touchdown passes to go along with 15 rushing touchdowns. And he currently has 18 school records and can get a 19th in the Camping World Bowl. If he passes for 154 yards, he'll become the school's all-time career-leading passer. So um, when you look at Eric Dungy, what do you see about him? And do you think the Mountaineers will be uh, more adept at stopping him, having faced some uh, dual-threat quarterbacks in the season, especially lately against uh, Cornelius and Kyler Murray? And then, of course, Sam Ellinger and him are almost carbon copies of each other. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the thing that scares me about him is that he is a running quarterback. West Virginia hasn't been able to contain running quarterbacks all year long. Uh, when you say you compare him to Sam Ellinger, yeah, they're, they're almost duplicates of each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, if they can contain him on the run side of things, I feel like they, they might be able to bottle him up and might get some pressure on him. But if they if they let him run on him, it's not going to be a good night for West Virginia. I've said that before. Each, each time that we've let a quarterback um, – you know, we've let a quarterback run down our throats like that. We've we've just that's been our downfall. That's been our Achilles heel all year long. Uh, so I I think he's gonna do. I think he's the best player on offense by far. I think he's gonna be the star tonight. But if West Virginia can contain him, it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be. Uh, he's probably the the one guy West Virginia needs to uh, try and contain to uh, have a chance of slowing down the Syracuse offense. You know. Um, there are other guys in the offense, but he's the one that makes it all go. And, you know, the Syracuse offense is explosive. Um, they have 35 rushing touchdowns on the season, which set a school record for most rushing touchdowns in a season. Uh, good running back in Mo Neal, over 800 yards rushing, over five yards of carry. And then West Virginia will again have to contend with another big body receiver in Jamal Custis, who's over six foot five, 826 receiving yards. Um, 18 yards per catch, actually, so he's a big play guy. Five of his touchdowns have been 20 yards or more, so um, I have to stop him as a deep threat and ho- hopefully maybe you have to even double-team him with his size, but 
um, you know, the West Virginia defense is going to have the work cut out for them. I think that the thing that um, worries me most is the pace at which Syracuse operates. You know, 83 plays per game is a ridiculous number. I think that Texas Tech was number one in the Big 12 in plays per game, and I think they had something like 76 or 77 plays per game. So the Syracuse offense really tries to get a lot of snaps off and really uh, move quick. Do you think that that's going to affect West Virginia's game plan, and you think they're going to be prepared to stop that? Uh, I don't think they're going to be too uh, too thrown off by that. I think we've done a good job of defending high-tempo offenses all year long. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Oklahoma did what they did to us, but I, I feel like – I feel like this game is going to be a lot like what West Virginia did against Texas. And I say that because I feel like Syracuse is very similar in the way Texas plays offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. if it ends up that way, it could be a good night for West Virginia. But I, I feel like that uh, we'll be able to contain the receivers. Uh, I know there's a big body, but we still got some good guys on uh, at the cornerback position and uh, Josh Norwood and them. So I think we'll be able to contain them pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that um... – it's probably in West Virginia's favor in this matchup is that Syracuse's offense almost, it pretty much resembles a Big 12 offense. And West Virginia's been playing those type of offenses for, you know, what, six, seven years now? I think seven years now. So, I mean, uh, they should they should be ready for this type of offense at least. So that may actually work in West Virginia's favor if they can uh, perform better than they did, you know, the past, past couple games, which I, I expect them to. I think, you know, with a few weeks of preparation time, uh, Tony Gibson's going to come up with uh, come up with something, and he's mentioned in some of his press conferences that he's come up with uh, some new ideas, and they're going to try some different things schematically. You know, he didn't go into detail about what they're going to be, but you know, he said schematically they're going to try some different things that they haven't done before. So, I think that will uh, that will help. You know, uh, Tonkery's out, but uh, Qualls and Ferns are 100% ready to go now. Probably going to play. So. Um, what type of performance are you expecting from the West Virginia defense? And um, as far as these schematic changes Gibson's talking about, uh, any guesses on what they might be? And um, do you think that the pre- extra preparation time is going to lead to a better performance uh, for the defense and get that bad taste out of the West Virginia fans' mouths that was left by the final two games of the regular season? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that are going to come out and play pretty well tonight, especially because uh, the key factor for me is having our def- or uh, our linebackers back. We have the our defensive backs back. Uh, you know, we've been playing with our fifth-string linebackers for the past, you know, the last three games of the regular season, so mm-hmm. that really hurt us on that side of the ball. Um, I, I think that um, – I'm sorry, what, what was the second part of the question? I'm sorry. I was uh, talking about the schematic changes that uh, Tony Gibson was talking about. Um, you got any idea on what those may be? Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, you know, four, run a little four-two-five or something like that. What do you think? Yeah, probably probably a little bit of that. I think a little bit might be uh, some blitz packages that he might throw in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this defensive team hasn't really blitzed that much due to the fact that we haven't had uh, those linebackers in there. So I think that now that we got some of those bigger guys back and some of the uh, those first and second string guys, uh, he, he's probably going to send a little bit more tonight, especially to pressure the quarterback. And uh, I think it might bode well for him. I think that uh, I'm really excited to see Qualls and Ferns back, man. I've been waiting all season to see them. I'm, I'm excited to see them play. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I think that they're going to provide a a, a good, um, I guess, breath of fresh air for this defense. You know, uh, something that Syracuse really doesn't have tape on, um, those two playing. And uh, Qualls is a guy especially that can really rush the passer from the outside. So, like you said, with those blitz packages, I think Qualls definitely probably is going to factor into uh, that aspect of it. And, you know, um, 
I think that it sounds like Tony Gibson's got some tricks up his sleeve, so I wouldn't be surprised to see one of the better performances from the West Virginia defense that we've seen in you know since probably middle middle of the season, uh, you know late la- latter part of the season, um, dealing with injuries a lot, you know struggled a little bit, but I think we'll see a West Virginia defense more resembling what we saw early in the season possibly. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. I think uh, just having rejuvenated and like re-energized guys that makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. So, um, talking about the Syracuse defense now, um, let's get into them a little bit. Um, as we mentioned earlier, they're a pressure-oriented defense. They love the blitz, bring guys from different angles, try and confuse the quarterback, uh, create some chaos, and, and cause some mistakes. And that's worked pretty well for them at times this year. They forced 30 turnovers, which is the second most in the country, and they're top 10 in the NCAA in sacks with 38 on the season. Of course, they'll be missing 10 of those sacks with Alton Robinson, which we discussed. But they do have a, a good free safety and true freshman, Andre Sisco. He had seven interceptions, which was tied for first in the nation. First team All-ACC, second team All-American as a freshman. Um, they have middle linebackers, pretty strong, Ryan Guthrie, third in the conference with 101 tackles. Also had 14 and a half tackles for loss. He was second team All-ACC. And then the other defensive end on the opposite side of Alton Robinson is still a strong player in, in Kendall Coleman, who had seven sacks on the season. So, um you know, looking at this Syracuse defense, it's it's really relying on the pressure that they bring to uh, to cause some trouble. Uh, and you know, if if that pressure doesn't get home, they've they've struggled at times. But when that pressure does uh, get home, it's 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 caused havoc in the back end and led to them forcing a lot of turnovers, which I think is a big reason why their scoring is up this year. Is all the turnovers their defense has forced. You know, second in the nation in turnovers forced. So. Um, got to think that one of the keys for West Virginia offense is to uh, avoid and try and play mistake-free on offense, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. And I think that uh, I think that we're going to try a lot of uh, screen passes and uh, short you know, short pass plays just to try to get rid of that pressure. Mm-hmm. And if, we can, if they keep sending it all night, we'll probably go over top. Uh, that's just the way that I remember Dana Collin plays. And if I, if I can predict that, you know, <laughs> we'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, like you said, it's going to be a lot of probably especially in the early to get the quarterbacks, you know, just into the game, a lot of short, quick passes and things like that. But like I said, the Syracuse defense has been good when the pressure has got there. And, but when it hasn't and the teams have been able to recognize the pressure, they've struggled. They're 110th in the country in pass defense overall, and they've given up 14 plays of 40 yards or more in their 12 games. So the big play may be there for West Virginia if they can just identify these blitzes, uh, get them blocked, and you know have a single coverage opportunities down the field due to them bringing so much pressure, which bodes well for West Virginia. Even with Gary Jennings out, you're still going to have T.J. Simmons, Speedy Marcus Sims, David Seals. So you're going to have uh, chances to hit these guys for the big play downfield. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, noteworthy to point out that that's a healthy Marcus Sims. He hadn't been healthy for the past four games of the regular season. Exactly. So you didn't see him at 100%. I think he's going to be interesting to watch tonight. Absolutely. So, um, you know, talking a little bit more about the West Virginia offense, um, as, you, as we mentioned, Dana Holgerson is going to be calling the plays. Uh, Jake Spavadol took the head coaching job at Texas State, so he won't be there. Uh, what are you kind of expecting Dana's offense to look like in this one? Um, you think it's going to be a, a little bit different than the one that Jake Spavadol ran? And just, just kind of what are you expecting from Dana as far as play calls in this one? Uh, I think it's going to be slightly different. I think uh, we'll see slightly more run than uh, what we've been used to this season. 
Uh, like I said, I think we'll do a lot of uh, short passes and, and screen plays uh, since they're going to be doing a lot of blitzing because uh, uh, I don't think that you can expect anything else from, from them to blitz, and I think that we've noticed that. And uh, I think 90% chance that we're going to run mostly short plays tonight and run plays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, um, Tony Gibson uh, went on record this week and said he thinks that Dana Holgerson's the best offensive coordinator in the country. And, you know, one of the questions they asked him was, you know, 2016 was the last year Dana called the plays, and they said they felt like there was a lot of synergy between the offense and defense with him being the head coach calling the plays. And Tony Gibson agreed and said, you know, um, it's the head coach wants to get the win more than anything, so he's kind of focused on how – uh, the offense performance is going to affect the whole team and, you know, may slow things down more to help the defense out or, you know, just do whatever's going to help the whole team as a whole rather than where's the offensive coordinator. You know, not that they don't want to win, but that they're kind of just focused on what they need to do to score touchdowns, whereas Dana, as the head coach, kind of has his finger on the pulse of the entire team and there may be more synergy between the offense and, and the defense. Oh, absolutely. I think Dana's gotten better every single year that he's been a head coach and he's gotten better – uh, being an offensive coordinator, I guess you could say, as he's went along every year as well. I think that um, even with Jake Spavital with um, coach or being our offensive coordinator, I think that Dana has learned more and more every single year. As you can see it in his offenses, he's always had to move things in and uh, you know fitting puzzle pieces in here and there. I, I, I would agree with that. I think he's the best offensive coordinator in the country. I think the last time that he called plays, he just wore too many hats, and I think that's what. Well, what most of our downfall was. Uh, I think I think West Virginia is going to do well moving forward with him as their offense coordinator. Now that he's, you know, head coach, offense coordinator strictly, uh, and, you know, things like that, I think he, he, he will do well. I think, I think we'll like what we're going to see. I think so, too. Um, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, as far as pl- just a pure play caller, Dana Holgerson's right there near the top of the country, you know, probably top three, top five at worst in the country as far as uh, play caller. behind anybody, it's Mike Leach. Yeah, that's that's probably about it, you know. Um, you know, King, King Cliff Kingsbury's probably up there himself too, but um, that's the crazy thing is, you know, most of the top play callers are all right there from that same coaching tree, so got to be something to it. Um, having said that, uh, you know, one of the big things that has come out in the past week or two, uh, I think a lot of people weren't expecting, you know, everyone was expecting Jack Allison to uh, – assume the Will Greer role and be the team starter, which is uh, apparently the case. He is going to get his first career start as far as we know. But also, uh, Coach Hogerson has come out and said that Trey Lowe will play at quarterback in this game. True freshman, has not played yet this season, can play in this game, still retain his redshirt, be a freshman next season. Um, some people are saying that they think that he's just saying that's trying to throw Syracuse off. Um, I, for one, think that Lowe may play in this game. Um do you think that it's he's being legit and Trey Lowe will play in this game also? And what do you think that that rotation looks like and how is he going to manage rotating those two quarterbacks, if so? Oh, I absolutely think he'll, uh, that he'll play. And I think that he's wanting to see what both guys have. I think that we've seen what Jack Allison has, but he also uh, wants to see what Trey has. I, I know that a lot of us were really excited about Trey coming in because of, of what he's got. He's supposed to be a dual-threat quarterback, and I, I'd love to see – you know, I'd, I'd love to see him be as good as he was in high school. Absolutely. That would be a good thing to see. I think, I, I think the main thing Dana is looking at tonight is to see how he adjusts to the college game. I think that we, he wants to see him in an actual college, you know, 
play in an actual college game and not just in practice. Um, so I think he's going to – and the rotation, as far as rotation goes, I think he's going to just go with whoever has the hot hand. He'll probably go with uh, Allison for a few series, bring Trey in for a few series, kind of like a – I don't want to say a scrimmage situation, um, but I, I think you'll see a little bit of that. I don't think you'll see like a switch out throughout the entire game. I think, like I said, early on I think you'll see both quarterbacks and whoever has the hot hand he's going to go with. Uh, but I do expect to see a good game out of both quarterbacks. Trey Love probably is going to be a little less, in, uh, little less experienced. Uh, but I, I think that as far as I've seen, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that um, you know I think Trey Logue can bring an added dimension, and it's uh, something good because Syracuse doesn't have any film on him. And you know Syracuse runs a four four down front, so um, that brings into play the read option. I think you'll see uh, Trey Lowe run a little bit of that when he's in. West Virginia use him as a runner. Uh, Syracuse probably won't be expecting that. West Virginia hasn't really ran, you know, too much of that with Will Greer in the past. Um, I think you may see offense kind of similar to what West Virginia ran in 2016 with Skylar Howard. A lot of run, a lot of read option, play action, downfield shots, and um, I'm I'm anxious to see what Trey Lowe's going to look like uh, for for the Mountaineers. You know, and getting his first action, but. You know, having said that and talking about the two, I agree with you. I think that Allison will, will play and then Lowe will probably get a couple series. But um, do you think he'll continue to rotate them throughout the game? Or do you think that based on, you know, their first couple series, he's going to decide uh, whoever's the hot hand and roll with them for the rest of the game? Or do you think it's just going to be a constant kind of mix throughout the game? I think it's going to be more of a like first couple series kind of thing. I think who Early on, he's going to see whoever has the odd hands, and then they will go. They'll play the rest of the game because I don't think he wants to waste time on you know pulling someone out and you know having to deal with all that throughout the entire game and having to adjust. It might be well, it might bode well to throw Syracuse off, um, but with the youth of those two guys, I think it's going to do more damage than good for us if we do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that you know. It hurts quarterback to get in a rhythm if you're constantly rotating throughout the game. So I say, you know, see how they're doing. Go with the hot hand. If anything, you know, maybe bring Trey Lowe in in short yardage situations or in the red zone or something if you're going to rotate. But I think it'd be uh, more beneficial to, you know, see who's got the hot hand and kind of let them uh, build momentum and get into a rhythm as the game progresses. So um, having said that, um, you know, there's a few other freshmen that's going to play in the game. Sam James, wide receivers, a speedster, probably going to play. Bryce Wheaton on the outside is also probably going to play. 6'4 target. Both of those are freshmen that can retain their red shirt, will be freshmen again next season. So, um, you know, as we mentioned, this is really a good preview of what 2019 West Virginia is going to look like, especially offensively. Yeah, like I said earlier, man, I'm, I'm truly excited to see what we got. That, um, that way, going into the offseason, we can all uh, – know what to expect going into the spring I guess and going into uh, next fall as well yeah absolutely you know and you know going back to Trey Lowe and Jack Allison Syracuse loves to load the box and try and stop the run and you know that's going to leave some opportunities open in the pass game but also if you bring Trey Lowe in and have some successful run plays with him or the running backs you know him faking the run to himself handing off to the running backs vice versa it's going to cause Syracuse to 
you know, get out of that loaded box and going to open up more opportunities in the run game and also probably going to open up some play action for West Virginia. So I think that it's a good idea to play Trey Lowe just because how Syracuse tries to stop the run first and tries to load up against that. And then also that's going to be a good opportunity for Jack Allison to, you know, make some plays in the passing game. Not that Trey Lowe can't make plays in the passing game as well, but I think if they're loading the box early, West Virginia may come out throwing the football and Jack Allison's going to get acquainted with uh, his first collegiate action of passing the ball right away. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's what is to be expected. I expect to see a lot of blitz early to stop the run, and I expect to see a lot of uh, short passes and slant routes from West Virginia to uh, compensate for that. Right on. So, um, having said that, uh, let's get into our X factor for the game and our predictions for the game. So, what do you think is the X factor? in this Camping World Bowl to help West Virginia come out with a win against Syracuse? Who or what is the X factor that's going to help West Virginia the most in this game? Uh, I believe this will be our, uh, our linebackers. How, how well are the linebackers that are you know coming in, playing for the first time in a while, how well they adapt and how well that they can contain on the outside, uh, you know, stopping Dungy and stopping that and stopping Mo Neal, uh, I think, I think that was, that's my expectation for tonight. How well they do is uh, is going to be the main thing. Obviously, our, our, our quarterback play is going to be a big deal too. But for me, it's it's the uh, the linebackers. I, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, that's uh, I think one of the biggest reasons West Virginia struggled later on into the season was. Uh, the linebacker play, or, or well, the injuries in the linebackers that caused you know some guys that were inexperienced to have to play and really hurt the team's performance uh, in the late latter part of the season. Um, having said that, as far as you know, when I look at it, my X factor, uh, you know, I thought about saying Dana Holgerson calling the plays because I think that that is kind of an X factor. He's going to do it a little bit differently. Syracuse doesn't know exactly how he's going to call the plays, but. For me, the main X factor is probably the West Virginia run game. And, uh, you know, more specifically, probably Trey Lowe's involvement in the West Virginia run game. Because, you know, you run the quarterback, that's an extra blocker in the run game. Also, you can get the read option going. Syracuse doesn't have a lot of film on the read option from West Virginia. And I think where Syracuse is a team that tries to stop the run first, if West Virginia, you know, they want to make you one-dimensional. If West Virginia can get the run game going in this game and not be one-dimensional, um, it's going to lead to great success against the Syracuse defense, and I think they'll be able to uh, gain some yards and, and put up some points. And I think that, you know, that's one thing that, um, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about is, uh, you know, because Jack Allison's getting the headlines, Trey Lowe and stuff, but, you know, people are, you know, forgetting that Kennedy McCoy and Martel Petaway both had great years and Letty Brown and Alex Sinkfoot are both probably fully healthy as now as well. So West Virginia is going to have four capable running backs and possibly a quarterback in Trey Lowe that can run run the football. So I think that they're going to have a good chance to uh, make some plays in the run game against Syracuse. And if they do so, it's going to lead to great success for uh, this offense. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think once we uh, once we go over the middle and you know open up that passing game and they lay off the blitz a little bit, I think that opens up our run game a little bit, uh, a little towards uh, the second quarter and third quarter especially. And I think that'll, I think that'll especially bode well for West Virginia. Absolutely. And this could be another game where uh, Trevon Wesco makes some big plays. You know, if they're blitzing a lot, that's going to leave that middle open, like you said. And so it could be a game for uh, Wesco to get involved again. Yeah, I think he's going to go out with a bang. 
absolutely. I love to see hopefully him and Seals. Uh, you know the rest of the seniors: Drayvon Askew, Henry, you know Toyus Avery, Zeke Rose, Bigelow, Robinson, all those guys on the defense. You know I'd love to see these seniors uh, go out with a win. And, you know they deserve it. Yeah, they absolutely. And they seem motivated enough. I think uh, from what I've seen on social media from all those guys, I think they're uh, they're putting it on their shoulders to to get the W tonight. Absolutely. I think the team's, uh, you know, locked in. They're a lot more motivated. You know, Will Greer's not playing again, but to me this is a completely different situation than the heart of Dallas Bowl last year. You know, I don't think the team was really in it. You know, uh, you know the offense, you know, no offense to Chris chugging off, but the offense is in a better place in this game. They're not going to have to rely on the Wildcat a lot or, or anything. I think they are got two capable quarterbacks in Allison and Lowe, and I think the team's in a much different place despite not having Will Greer again for this bowl game. I think the team's in a much better place this year. Absolutely, and, and like you said, no offense to Chris Chuganoff, but I also feel like uh, the team feels like uh, more. I, feel, I think they feel more confident with Jack Allison and uh, and Trey Lowe, In my opinion, I, I, I feel like that. Absolutely, I, I agree with that 100. Um, percent Having said that, um, let's get into it. It's that time. Let's uh, let's talk predictions. Um, what's your prediction for the Camp and World Bowl? How does West Virginia end the 2018 football season? Uh, I think we come out strong tonight. Like I said, I think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout. Uh, my final score prediction, I'm going to say West Virginia 38, Syracuse 35. <laughs> that's that's hilarious just because that's the exact same score that I have uh, wrote down as my prediction, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a good time. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I, I battled with, you know, I, I the whole time, you know, going over these notes and, you know, planning this uh, game preview podcast, the bowl game preview, I thought, you know, Syracuse is probably going to win this game. You know, West Virginia is without their offensive coordinator. West Virginia is without, you know, a lot of stars in the offense, without Tonkery on the defense. Um, Syracuse is probably motivated, but it just, you know, the more closer I got to the game, to game, to game day, you know, it just seemed like, you know, the chips are stacked against West Virginia. And when the chips are stacked against West Virginia, that's always when they perform their best. And, you know, I think that they're going to come out and surprise some people. I think they're going to play very well. And, you know, I'm with you. I got West Virginia winning by field goal, 38 to 35. Um, I think that it's just, you know, one of those games where you just got a gut feeling that West Virginia is going to, um, you know, play better than people are expecting them to play. Because when people count them out, that's when they always uh, show up the show up the most. I feel like. Yeah, especially uh, in these types of ball games, and I think West Virginia, like I said, in somewhat of a rivalry game, uh, I, I still and I think most of the fans and West Virginia's fan base can still consider this a rivalry, even mm-hmm. though we're not playing for the trophy. Uh, I think that still motivates these guys. I don't. I, you know, I don't really buy into the stuff that, you know, these guys didn't play on the same team as the, you know, the last team to play on Syracuse. It doesn't matter. I, I feel like, this, you know, the coaching staff does a good job of getting these guys jacked up. And uh, I think that that, that definitely does uh, play into it. So I think West Virginia does have a really strong chance to come out and play good tonight, like you said. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm expecting, you know, the defense to have a, a, a good performance and, you know, both teams are averaging over 40, and uh, we both got them scoring under 40, and I think that it's going to be that type of game. It's going to be, you know, some yards and stuff, but I think that they're going to keep each other out of the end zone more than people are expecting, and I expect it somewhere in the 30s probably. So, you know, we both went 38-35, and I think that's a that's a good prediction. I think, you know, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen, though. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, 
I think you're going to the game room. Am I, am I, uh, am I correct about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So um, if any of you guys see me, come say hello. You know, uh, we'll cheer on the Mountaineers and hopefully uh, see us get a win. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, being down here in Florida now, it's the first game I'm getting to attend uh, this season. So better late than never, but just glad I'm going to get to watch him play this year. There you go, brother. We're switching places for this game, man. Yeah, I thought say you've been to about every other one, just about. So, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. fi- I figured I, I'd have to go to one now too. So, you know, it's only right. Yeah, it's only right, man. I think when we're even now, I've been to about seven this year, and you got the one. So, I'm yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's the same thing. <laughs> but uh, having said that, um, you know, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up, Stephen? Uh, no, man, like I said, I'm just really excited to see what we got, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what we got moving forward in the next year. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's kind of like the future's now for West Virginia. Um, this this kind of starts it and, you know, uh, really going to lead into 2019. Um, these guys, you know, Jack Allison, Trey Lowe, getting an extra couple weeks of practice, getting game experience, it's really going to help the program going forward in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely exciting stuff. For sure. So, um, having said that, that will pretty much wrap up the bowl game preview from us here at the Country Roads webcast. Uh, stay tuned uh, next next week or sometime next week. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, release the recap of this game and uh, get that to you guys. So, we're looking forward to that. Another bowl game recap, and um, through the off season, we're going to try and uh, release some uh, podcasts as well to keep you updated on what's going on within the football program throughout the off season. So, stay tuned for that bowl game recap coming off season show. So, this won't be the last you hear from us although this is the last game of the 2018 WVU football season so we'll still be providing you great content here on the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions um, so having said that for Stephen Vestal I'm Jordan Cruz and until next time let's go Mountaineers Are you ready to party? Country Roads